Strictly speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 95, co-host Chris Rucker along with Marty Vasquez, and we are well into the summer. It is hot, so hot, in fact, that at 11.35 on the East Coast AM, Marty, I think I'm going to have a beer. (laughs) What kind of beer are you drinking there, buddy? Not just any beer. I believe this is called an El Segundo Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, courtesy of our friend Tata, who you heard on Boot to the Face a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to pour it correctly. Oh, can you you just see that? See that? There you go. Look at that. Redemption. See it out there. Motherfucking Redemption. So I was messing with Marty a couple when I first got one and I was filming myself pour it. So I had to use my phone with one hand and just pour in the other. And he's like, where'd you learn how to pour beer from? I'm like, I got one hand, asshole. Apparently he doesn't watch TikTok because all these girls out there can do dances and do shit and multitask and all record same time. Maybe you should well, watch first TikTok off, a little more. I don't watch TikTok. My wife loves TikTok. She's been making me watch this uh, Sheena Melwali girl who she sits at a piano and sings, and her her dad, who's Indian, like talks shit to her while she's doing it, and it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite things on the internet. Close the window. Like he's he's really funny. But Marty, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. So the world of pro wrestling, not just states. Not just the big name promotions, the world. So let's get all the pertinent information out of the way. Tell everybody where they can find yourself, myself, the podcast. Well, you can find me at Eater Master on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Rucker doesn't like people following him, so I won't give his information out. But you can find us as a collective at Boot to the Face underscore on Instagram and Boot to the Face on Twitter. You can also find us. Uh, on fullpresscoverage.com. You can find us on Spreaker. You can find us anytime you, you download anywhere podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, um, or, or any other place. That, that you, there's, a, there's a podcast to be downloaded. We're probably there. And if you haven't heard yet, you can also find us at whatamaneuver.net, where you can go and buy some cool swag. Get that boots to the face swag merch right there. You can walk around a shirt or a sweater. Tank top. If you rock a tank top, you go and do that. But you can do so with my face and Rucker's face on that. Support boot to the face. It's what we do. It's what we ask you to do. And when you listen to us, we ask you to subscribe, share, review, and give us a rating. I have a new idea for a t-shirt. It's just going to say, I fight kids. Because (laughs) that's the tweet. That's the tweet. Can 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 that be... Can that be in like parentheses underneath it? Like that's the tweet. Just that, that. I went to Target yesterday, right? And I walked down the toy aisle after I got done with the groceries. And the aisle over, 
there's a grown man. Like when I say grown, I mean, this guy's fucking huge. He was like six, five, right? His wife was like six, one, like big ass family. And they had these two little kids and the man was just so defeated. He was like, I think I'm just going to go wait in the car. And his wife was like, you're the one that wanted to come in here. You take him on that. aisle, just like punking him out. And he comes down the toy aisle with me and his son, like five years old, just the whiniest little son of a bitch I've ever seen in my life. And I just wanted to like, you ever wanted to just grab somebody's kid and like body slam them? You, you like punt them like Baxter, the dog? Yeah, and I mean, we don't promote beating up kids, but we promote fighting kids. Like it's it, if it, if they hit first, you have free reign to just beat their ass. And I think he was looking like he wanted to square up with me, like because I looked at him and gave him a little shut up, you little fucker face. And he was just so white. Like, I don't want this. I he, like he, this. he just wanted his Minecraft. His, uh, what's it? Is it Minecraft? Minecraft. That's it, right? Minecraft. Did I tell you about the time I almost got into it at Walmart with a little kid? Like right when The Rock came back and he was talking shit. Him and John Cena were going back and forth. So I was at Walmart and I come around the aisle and I see a little kid in a John Cena shirt. And I'm like, hey, what's up, Fruity Pebbles? And he did the little you can't see me thing and ran away and I almost chased him. Oh, <laughs> uh, and if that had happened, we probably wouldn't have a podcast right now. So I'm glad you did. <laughs> yes. I'd probably just now be getting out of jail because <laughs> this was like nine years ago. Uh, good behavior. I'd probably sir, just now got sir, it. Can we ask you why you chase a child? Well, say so you can't see me, so yeah, I want so to. I, I, I can see that son bitch. I can see his rainbow colored ass anywhere he walked down the yeah. aisle. That bright ass shirt he's got on. How could I not see him? Anyway, uh, so yeah, that was that was peak rock versus Cena like trash talk, and me and that little kid we did not see eye to eye. But he I didn't mean, know. Of course, he did. didn't know that I you're fight. Fucking, you're fucking five foot ten, and the son bitch is like three foot five. Yeah, but. So that kid's listening right now since he's a wrestling fan. If you remember that interaction, hit us up and we can we can finish this. Of course, you're, you're probably of age now, and he's so. probably in therapy. One <laughs> probably fucking <laughs> probably like at an NXT tryout next week. Like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up, motherfucker. <laughs> he's in a therapy session three days a week five. for an hour and a half, all because this guy chased his ass around a store in Walmart when he was a child. Yeah. Fuck I didn't him. I started to. Like you ever took like a half a step towards somebody <laughs> and like had to catch yourself. I didn't run after them. I stepped towards them. That <laughs> yeah. motherfucker turned and ran. It, it took everything in me not to continue. Like because I came out the gate. So that first step was a motherfucker. Like I would have called him if I would have continued. He didn't know if I was coming after him. I was about to stop. Just start stomping in the middle of that hall with that walkway. <laughs> a little bit of good news on the personal side. We closed on our house on Friday, so. Fantastic. The Blue to the I, uh, Face studio will be well under construction in a couple of weeks. And in about hopefully about a month or so, I will have that basement finished and I will be not broadcasting in my kitchen where I have to kick my entire family out of the room and everybody go in your room. And be quiet. I can just go downstairs, do what I do. I don't have this bright ass sunlight coming through the window. I got all kind of decorations I want to put up like I'm excited. I, uh, I signed a lease on Friday myself. Oh, and I will have I will have a room to record in rather than the middle of my fucking living room. Um, so yeah, to begin with, because once the baby gets there, all that shit needs to be put away. I mean, it's gonna be like a slash room. Somehow, like oh, so you think you're just gonna podcast while there's a baby sleeping right there? No, no, oh, man. You don't know a lot hold about on, babies. Hold yet. on, hold on, hold on. That that time period while the baby's there, 
be like, oh, baby can still sleep in the bedroom. Sleep in the bedroom. Doesn't quite need to be in the nursery quite yet. And then we'll be moving out of that place right a little bit after that. So don't let the work. baby sleep it'll in work. your bed. Don't let the baby sleep. Oh in no, no, bed. no. I didn't say sleep in my bed. Shit, nah. Big enough room. Put a fucking little curved crib in there. It says nursery. It's really a recording studio. Just saying. <laughs> Boot to the face nursery slash studio. Put a onesie on the door when you wanna when you want quiet time. Damn right. Just hang a boot to the face onesie up there like it says recording. Uh we got a lot to talk about this week. We got a new US title that got debuted, a return. We have a new champion in NXT. There was karaoke. There's a a turncoat in New Japan that like almost broke the internet this week. And apparently something else has happened since I was paying attention to it. You got another guy coming back with a cruiserweight title who's not the cruiserweight champion. Rumors of evolution too. Like we got a lot to cover this week. Um, so let's start with what I think is probably one of the best looking titles WWE has came up with in a long time, that new U.S. championship. What are your thoughts on it? I love that title. Uh, I think it looks cool as hell. <clears throat> um, I think that the plates on it and the front plate, face plate, I don't know. I know it's new, but it has some like reminiscent looks of older titles. Yep. Uh, and that's what I like about it. It gives like like a retro look to it, even though it's new and updated compared to all the new titles they made and when they have all these damn titles and they all look the same i'm i'm i like when they come out with a new title like this and i think it looks legit and sick as fuck and i think it's awesome i like um first off wwe released pictures of it afterwards after everybody shit on it because the lighting they had in the performance center made that title look like trash like when mvp pulled the wool off of the top of it I was like, what the hell is that? It, and it almost looked like the NWA tag team titles. I don't know if you know what those look like or not, but for those out there that don't Google those, not the the ones they currently have with the big eagle on the front of them. And it's got really good artwork. But I mean, I'm looking at the belt now. Like, I like it. They already got it on WWE shop. It's 400 bucks, so I won't be getting that anytime soon. But I think this probably will be something that I end up picking up later on down the road. Like when they run one of those sales or... Someone gets drunk enough. <laughs> that too. Um, but I, I really like it. I really do. It's it's probably my third favorite version of the U.S. title, followed by the WCW version that we've talked about before and the NWA version, which was, I believe, was made when Luger won it. That was a really cool title, too. And then this one. I'm not a fan of the spinner. I'm not a fan of uh, the previous version of it. But this one I really like. I am a fan of the New Japan U.S. title, though. I, I like the way that one looks, even though it almost looks like it's upside down the, because the bottom yeah. of the main plate I, is I love longer. the strap on that belt. I don't, I'm a red strap guy. It's like, But it's like more like a maroon strap. Yeah, I like red straps. I don't know why people complained about the universal title, but they love every other fucking title with a red strap on. But here's my question. So apparently you can get a belt done during the pandemic. I mean, I thought we already knew that. Well, that's not what Cody said. He's running around here with a fucking piece of aluminum foil on a red strap, calling himself the TNT champion. And y'all know I love Cody, but like that should have been done by now. Like, how's WWE getting a title finished and you can't get a title finished? That bounce should have been done before it even came out. I mean, they've been working on a title. The tournament was fucking through, what, three months long? Yeah. 
They they can they have plenty of time. And I love the I love the side plates on their belt. I love the shape of the belt. I think the belt once it's finished, it's gonna look cool. But the irony is not lost on me of Cody talking shit about them having a legend roll out the twenty four seven title and how plain it looked. And then they had Mike Tyson bring out the TNT title and now he's running around with defending it every week. Like get the title done, man. Like pay a little extra. Call Vince. Whoever Vince knows that does time, get them to finish it for you. I'm sure he'll have no problem helping you out, seeing as, you know, he went out of his way to re-trademark the Cody Rhodes name this past week. And and have your daddy's song sung on national TV. But, yeah, did you hear about that? WWE went and trademarked the yeah. Cody Rhodes name again. I saw, like, literally right before it was supposed to expire, too. Like, they, it actually did expire, month. and they got an extension on it because of COVID. Oh, that's what it was. Because he had went and filed for it to get it so but i know it's petty but i mean technically they own the name like it's not his real name so you can't really get mad about it like he got that name under the wwe umbrella rather that's and that whole thing is kind of ridiculous like even like cody's sister came out i don't know if you saw those tweets right when the great american bash was announced and talking about write my mama check all this i'm like chill the hell out you know what if you're if you're an employee somewhere and you invent something and and you do it underneath that company's banner or that company's name or with that on that property or using their items, guess what? They get the rights to it. You well, that credit. wasn't invented under the WWE's umbrella, but right, they own but they the got, rights. But they own the rights yeah. to it. They own the rights to it, and they've used it before. So right. the so fact that it was done up against NXT, yeah, again, a little petty, but they've got every right in the world to do it. It's no different than all the pettiness that AEW is doing towards WWE over the last few weeks either. Yeah, but we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Well, yeah, because you know it's it's the it's oh it's okay for them to do shit. Yeah, it's fine. There we go. Sound like AEW haters again when both of us actually like AEW. Right. It's because we call them out. We hope you can't. You know what? People can't be shit can't be done if you're not going to hold both sides accountable. Simple as that. We talk shit about WWE when they do shit wrong. Guess what? We yeah, praise them too when they we're do about to right. when it comes to this karaoke shit. And AEW, we praise them when they do shit right. And you want to know what we do? We're going to hold their asses accountable and talk shit when they don't. That's how things are be done. Now, if you do one side or the other and don't do the other, then guess what? That's when you become a mark ass bitch, and that's when you need to stop that shit. So in a couple of days, all these superstars that got released from WWE are all going to be free agents, right? Within the week. Um, one of those free agents returned this week, but apparently it wasn't for good. It was just a one-off. Looking all jacked up. Heath Slater came back. Now, look, I'm not a Heath Slater fan. I don't even like Drew McIntyre, to be honest with you, or Jinder Mahal. But the 3MB thing, I think that would be cool if they came back. But he came back. He made this long-ass speech. They have a match. He gets kicked in the face and pinned. And then they're hugging afterwards. Like five minutes ago, you just said how the guy's not really your friend and how he's selfish and didn't call you and check on you after you got released while you called him every day. He kicks you in the face. And when you wake up, you're like, I was just bullshitting. <laughs> well, it's because he said he didn't he come to save his ass, didn't he? He came back to save his ass. Yeah. How come he didn't save his job? He's the damn champion. I'm, um, you know, hey, I don't know. And then they made he's he signed up to come back looking like such a sucker. Like you get all jacked up and you come back 
<laughs> you literally get in the match and get kicked in the face in 30 seconds and beat. Yeah. And that's what I was like. Oh, it's, I, I, I like Slater. And I thought that this was weak that they did this to him. One, because it was a one-off. Um, it kind of they, they utilized it like they talk about you know Drake Maverick and they use like him being released as a storyline. Well, that's exactly what they did here, and and he's not staying. He's not getting a contract. He's not as from what I reports I've seen and interviews I've seen. He didn't even want to do it, but he did it as a favor to McIntyre and to the WWE and did it anyways. And my thoughts on I actually wanted him to stay away for a long time and not come back. And not come back for a period of time, and then you know show up and something prominent come out of it. Um, so that was my the one negative about it, and the fact that he got squashed in like thirty seconds, which was weak as hell. Um, but yeah, that, that's it was nice seeing him on TV, but it, I feel like it could have waited. Uh, Wednesday night was a huge night in wrestling, and I'm not going to lie to you, I was sitting at my computer. I can't remember what I was doing. And it was like 8.03. I was like, oh, shit, AEW and NXT is on. And I just had no interest whatsoever in like stopping what I was doing on the computer and going to watch wrestling. I didn't watch NXT until, or AEW, I think, until Thursday or Friday, maybe. And I just watched SmackDown yesterday. For some reason, I just got real wrestling fatigued, like out of nowhere. So I really can't remember a lot that happened on AEW or NXT. But. Two things that stand out. One, Santana Garrett came back. So, of course, NXT won the ratings war this week because Santana Garrett was on, even though she got squashed by Chris Cyborg's little sister. Um, And two, we have a new double champion in NXT. Adam Cole's 400-day reign is finished during the pandemic era. He got beat clean in the middle of the ring by... Keith Lee, Marty, should we be basking in his glory? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you this right now. The whole bask in his glory and the the chanting of it annoys the hell out of me. I think it's so what? stupid. I think it's so stupid. Bask in my glory. And, and then like oh, when, the, when everyone, yeah, that annoys the shit. Out of me. Oh, bask in like, his that's glory. Bad. It's like, what? What? No. Yeah, no, dude, it's, it's annoying. It's annoying to me. Why are you such a cringe um, about everything? You always start out hating everything, and then you end up but, liking it. No, I, I that I, I actually at first I did like it, and then I felt they got overplayed. That's why I don't care for it. Um, I think it's fantastic that that Keith Lee's the one that won it. Um, I at the same time though, I knew I felt he was going to win. I kind of didn't want him to win. I kind of wanted him to lose because wow. I want I want him on the main roster, and I want him to come up there and just beat the shit out of everybody. And then I want him to face Brock Lesnar, beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar, and be you like can't beat, beat up Brock Lesnar. Keith uh, Lee does not wrestle a big man style. He wrestles like a big luchador style. That's like why he's flipping around and no, you gotta you gotta hit Brock Lesnar in the mouth. Like so. I just happened to watch the beginning of the Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar match from Great Balls of Fire. All about that. Holy shit. And Is Joe like weird? attacked them before the match started. And Joe was like not scared. That's how you beat Brock Lesnar. You don't beat Brock Lesnar doing fucking somersaults and the shit that Keith Lee. Did. Now I love Keith Lee, but his style for his size does not go. I don't see Brock like <laughs> agreeing to do some of that shit that Keith Lee does. I love Keith Lee. I'd love to see him and Roman, him and Braun, him and Drew, him and Orton, like the Pardon the pun, but the options are limitless 
to who he could face and have really good matches and programs with. But I don't think Brock is one of them. That's just uh that's just my take on it. I don't think Brock's one of the guys that But yeah, go ahead. You were saying you wanted to see him on the main roster. Yeah, I just want to see him on the main roster. But I'm happy he won it. Uh I was I was happy either way. Um I like Cole. Uh, but I, I didn't think that was going to last much longer. So I, I had Keith Lee win in this match, and I'm glad he did. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's awesome. The one thing I, I – this is all these double champions, though. That's kind of getting to the point of why, why why do we need to have double champions everywhere? You know, I mean – So you're saying we, we don't got, just have them in WWE? We don't. We don't. But we haven't. We have, it's been like that in New Japan since January. Naito and that shit, two belts. And that, and that continues. Son. Naito two belts, son. Is that how you say that? Or would it be Naito son two belts? Des, well, hit actual, me up. No, it, it, technically, it's Naito Tetsuya. Son. Son. Two belts. Two belts. Tetsuya Naito <laughs> two belts. Naito I, Tetsuya two belts, son. Um, going up against Keith Lee and Adam Cole on the other channel on TNT. Was your favorite wrestler, the goat? I mean, you talk about this guy like he walks on water, and he ended up losing to Chris Jericho in the main event. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Orange Cassidy versus Jericho. Um, this match, I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going. Like really, it. I freaking love this match. Um, here's the thing. So to kind of set the premise of it all, I didn't watch none of it until last night. Like yeah. I just I'm busy on Thursdays I don't watch anything, so I can't and Wednesday nights by the time it comes on and they get done recorded, it's late. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm not gonna stay up till two in the morning. So I do that on Saturday nights. Um I like be last weekend when we recorded last episode, I said that I was more um excited and, and intrigued with the second night of fighter fest. And I was great American bash. And I had, there was more to this card that I wanted to watch than I did for NXT. And it was true. And so I would, I watched NXT. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I think I fast forward through most of it. Once I realized that I, the Santana match was as, as it was. And I went straight to the final and watched the main event. And then I watched that after I watched the entire card of NXT, uh, uh, AEW. Now I did fast forward to some parts, but for the most part, I was excited about the entire card. I was, I liked the entire card. And as far as the Orange Cassidy Chris Jericho match goes, I thought I loved that match. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what I think. Everything about it, the we having Santana and Ortiz there, and then having the uh, best friends mm-hmm. come out even after they were like. They stopped at the ramp and like went back and didn't come out with him. Let him come by himself and then came back at the end. Um, I thought it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. My question is, I don't know if it just happens to be the main event all the time, but it seems like Edwards is always the ref for Chris Jericho matches. Everything yeah. Chris Jericho she, match. I, so I don't know if that's going to like lead into some kind of story later where she gets involved again because they always go back and forth. She and kicked them too in this match. Yeah. So I'm like, why is she the one that's always doing the Jericho matches? I think she's the main event referee. That's and Jericho's always in too. the main event. And I was trying to look at him like, well, is she just the main – like she's the head ref, so she in the main event at all times. I'm trying to think back, and 
I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know if she is always in it. But and I'm maybe like, the maybe the bigger matches. maybe the bigger stars ask for her to be the referee. You know, like people used to do for Earl Hebner back in the day, and Jr. calling their matches. Um, I was looking at our Instagram the other day, and if you remember their first live pay per view for AEW, she she refereed the Hangman Jericho match, and we had put a picture up that said like she was the star of the match because of how she carried herself. My have times have changed. Because she annoys the shit out of me watching her referee a match now. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. I, I'm of the ilk that the referee is supposed to be like just like football. Like, I don't want to know what the referees' names are. Because when you know their names, it means they're doing something to get on TV. Like, I just want them to call the game and get out of the way. And that's yeah, not he, what she did. Leave Hockley alone. He's, he, you know his name because he's a fucking steroid beast. Leave Hockley alone. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I think it's. For for AEW to allow people to break as many rules as they do, why is one referee so much more prominent when clearly that referee is not doing their job because people are constantly breaking rules and not abiding by them? So why is she have her own T-shirt when she can't even technically, if we're buying into wrestling, she's not even doing her job right because people are always breaking the rules? Well, I mean, same thing. Like none of the refs are like that's the one thing. I, that's the one knock on AEW is their refs aren't consistent as all at all. Uh, I can I can never remember his name, but the guy that came up from Ring of Honor, uh, he did the he did one of the tag matches, and it's like every tag match gets such becomes such a clusterfuck that it's ridiculous and it gets hard to watch. And they have a stacked tag team division, and yet the matches don't follow any tag team rules. And they've come out and said, "Oh, this is the tag team rules, and this is what we do," but they don't follow that shit. Oh, they could be in forever. They can go and fight whoever. They can do whatever. Is there clean tags? Is Anyone just jumps in and has a match and then free for all and then all of a sudden gets sorted out. Every single tag team match is the same way. Uh, it's it's annoying and ridiculous, but it's not just her. It's like the entire refing staff does the same shit. Like they let the they they let the inmates run the yard. So we're late for our first break, but I want to get this shit out of the way because when we come back in the second segment, we're only talking New Japan in segment two. So let me get this out of the way. SmackDown had a karaoke contest. And I just have to ask Marty, what the fuck? Naomi deserves better. They, I don't really they, care they about all, they all deserve I don't really better. care for Tamina or Lacey Evans or Dana Brooks like hot and cold, but Naomi deserves better. No Jay Uso deserves better. Well, they they kind of got to find somewhere for him since Yeah, but here's the thing. If Jimmy's hurt, why can't they insert him in some kind of storyline or, or matches with somebody or anything? Maybe but they don't th- want to I don't know, maybe that's a Uso thing where they're like, "Look, we're a tag team." Like you yeah. signed us as a tag team. I don't want a singles title. I don't want people like thinking me or my brother is better than the other one. Like I'll wait for him to get back. I don't know. It could be. It could be whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, they only deserve that. Absolutely. Two time women's champion, won at WrestleMania, beat Alexa Bliss in the top of Alexa Bliss's game twice, went out with injury, came back, got her own title, like made it glow the whole nine, and you got her out here singing Dusty Rhodes' fucking theme song. Maybe that's why she made that title glow and she did it without no one knowing. Guess what? And they dropped the ball. And guess who dropped the ball? Total Divas. Yeah. Guess who dropped the ball by not selling that title? Because I guarantee you it would have made a lot of money. Hell yeah, it would have. I know a little eight-year-old girl in there that probably would have wanted one. She just reminded me again the other day that she needs a Naomi Funko Pop because she's a collector. <laughs> it's literally what she told me. Because I showed her the Naomi Elite, 
And she's mm-hmm. like, that's cool, but I want the Funko Pop because I'm a collector. Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll get it when we move. My bad. I didn't mean to drop the ball on that one. That's like, you know, you ask for something for Christmas and then your dad brings you like the, you wanted a Power Ranger and you end up getting like Power like Warrior or something. Oh, the little cheap knockoff ones you get like big ones. Oh my God. That was the worst. Or the little fake ass wrestling figure guys. They're like, it was like dude, a black so- dude with a Hulk Hogan, Fu Man too, and a bandana on, but it wasn't Hulk Hogan. Oh, oh man, I uh, I went to so I, I went antique shopping the other day because I like to go into the antique stores and see like what figures I can find there and stuff like that. I um, found a couple, but nothing worth buying. But I then I afterwards I went by Target and they have these like these WWE Legends figures. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's Andre the Giant, and my goodness, they look so bad. Like horrendous. I'm like, oh, these are going to be on the shelf for a long time. Speaking of uh, antique stuff, shout out to Sammy Evans who sent me four packs of unopened WCW training cards from 1991. Oh snap! My God, I let. He told me he said he goes. I got a couple of them left. I'm not opening one of them. He's like, I'm gonna send you four of them. Just keep one of them unopened just for the hell of it. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. So I opened three of them. Got two Sting cards, so I'm happy about that. And then uh, even got some Ric Flair stuff in there. But yeah, so I, 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 uh, I got some yeah. cards the other day, and it's, it's like, oh, you got a coin in this card, a collector's coin, and then you have like a Macho Man tribute card in here. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's why I'm not, that's why I'm buying this box. One, I opened it up, and I don't know how because the plastic was still on. There was no fucking coin in there. Coin was gone. I'm like, you son of a bitch. And then there was no Macho Man tribute card. It was a Ric Flair tribute card. They bait and switched me. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of giving me a macho card, they Woo! gave me a fucking Ric Flair tribute card. I, oh. <laughs> I was so pissed. My first one, I don't get my, pant, my, my, my coin, and then I don't get my macho card. The only reason I bought this damn thing was because of a macho card. You can send that shit to Pete. Oh, send that to Chicago. You need his address? I got you. Oh, you guys put that shit in the mail. You ain't going to use it. When we come back, we're going to talk some New Japan. A lot of breaking news from New Japan this week. Boot to the Face, episode 95. Stay tuned. Paul Bass in his glory. For he is limitless. Welcome back, Boot to the Face, episode 95, and I am halfway into this pint of Broken Skull IPA. It's tasting a little bit better than it did when I first opened it up. Funny how that works. Tastes good to me at all times. You got yours yet? Nope. I have six left. Uh, Hopefully I get mine later tomorrow. That'd be nice. Thanks, Tata. She sent me eight of them. That was very nice of her. Clearly, I'm her favorite member of Boots to the Face. That's why she sent me more than you. Wow. Well, I mean, it's true, isn't it? I mean, she had 12 of them. She sent me eight and sent you four. You also, I also have more of access to it than you do. Yeah, well, I mean, you say whatever you want to make yourself feel better. But the truth is, I'm her favorite Boots to the Face member. We don't have to ask her. We already know the answer. 
I would make you choose, Tata. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some New Japan, Marty. I'm about, that, I'm about is, to blow that chat room up. This is your wheelhouse. So you should be all over. You and Robert Custis are going to want to tune in to what Robert is. So tell me what took place a couple nights ago during the New Japan Cup final. We had a winner, and then all hell broke loose. Yeah, I mean, so if you've been following it all, I mean, the New Japan Cup came to a close a couple days ago. Uh, We got, well, in the semi-rounds, we ended up having in the semi-rounds, we had three members of Ally J and Okada. So Sonata and Evil, which had a clinic of a match. They had a fantastic match. And then we had um, Takahashi and and uh, and Okada, and no, that was a great match too. Uh, not it, that one went to a stoppage, so like the ref had to stop that match. That's how Okada won that. But then we got Evil versus Okada, and man, that was a great match. It was fantastic. Um, back and forth. We had um, there's some so some. Get not to get too much far ahead, but we had some, inter, some interjection early on with Gato and um, oh, who else came out? I'm blanking on it. Uh, but they came out and, and, and interrupted, and it made you think, okay, what the hell is going on here? Um, are they going to? It, it, you didn't really get any sense that they were there to help Evil because Gato fought. Okada in round one, so it was like okay, full circle, and then Okada or Evil goes on to win the match. Naito comes out as as every pay per view, the champion always ends the card. That's how New Japan does. They come out, they give their speech, and that's how the card ends. Whether it's Okada, whether it was Kenny, whether you know um, Jay Lee or Jay White, it doesn't matter. The champion closes out the show. So he came out to congratulate Evil, who won the New Japan Cup 2020. So congratulations to Evil. Uh, I'm so happy he won. I actually was hoping he'd win. Um, and he puts the hand up, you know, like, hey, let's cheers. And then uh, Evil comes in, goes a pump, bump fist up against it, and two sweets him and knocks his ass out. Uh, then the local Bullet Club come out to cheer him on and beat him down. Um, and then Takahashi had to come out to save him, but save Naito. But yeah, so we got not only did we get a New Japan Cup winner with Evil winning, but he turns Bullet Club. Um, I love it. So I know I've talked about this in the past. To me, Lij was always meant to be a heel faction. Um, but over the years, they become more of a face because of the fan support. Um, Naito has become just a fan favorite. Even Bushi, to an extent, has people you know loved him. Um, so they become more of a face, like by default, because of the fan following on there. But he, the, to me, they've always been a, a heel faction. Evil has always been. I feel like he's more of a heel, and he's he doesn't really carry over to that face that Lij was becoming. And I think he fits perfect with Bullet Club as far as that heel goes. Uh, especially in the week before when he fought Sonata in that final match, um, you, you didn't even think that something was going to happen. But the way that that match went, you would never have thought that they were tag team. They were friends. Um, that was not a match that you fight 
a tag team for your partner. Um, he was, I mean, the shit he was doing that match the, with chairs and everything. It's like, holy hell. He's fighting, he's fighting like his enemy right now. That's ridiculous. And, you know, you do what you do to win. But when you're like, when you're fighting your tag team partner or your friend or stable mate, you know, you probably don't do things like you're going to put them out. You know what I mean? And putting, wrapping their head in a chair and slamming it against a turnbuckle. That's kind of a heel move to me. You know, I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, so we got that. We got uh, Evil winning New Japan Cup and turning to Bullet Club. Um, yeah, do you, do you want to keep going on that or do you want to go Yeah, further? and then the very next – was the very next night? This morning. This our Sunday morning, the next morning night. for us. Next night for them is Dominion where he cashes in his championship shot. And we got a new champion, a new double champion. Like, think about this, all right? You're buying into wrestling. I know we all know what wrestling is, but you're just watching wrestling. Do you know how much of a fucking like G you got to be to turn before your title shot? Like, I'm going to let you know that I'm no longer a part of our club and I'm joining the Bullet Club and I'm going to beat you tomorrow night. <laughs> I, and, and on top of that, and he had Bullet Club themed gear during the pandemic. Like, he got that shit made overnight. Can't get a fucking TNT championship finished, but we can get new Bullet Club gear overnight for fucking evil. Um, yeah, that, yeah, then, that, and, that, and then that was, on top of that, not only is he a double champion, he's fucking engaged Io Shirai. This guy is just twenty twenty might suck for the rest of us, but it's fine for evil, right? Like that song, bitch is gone. Like it's been his year. This is that. It's just, <laughs> holy shit. Um, I don't know what y'all bitching about. <laughs> twenty twenty is my shit. Like this can go on forever. Oh man, it was so like, yeah. Him turning out on Naito one night, um, because you know Naito's thinking, oh, we're gonna have, this is gonna be a good match. Like it's me, my friend. Uh, we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna have a great match. We're gonna put on a clinic, and then we're still gonna be friends. And within moments, it was like, yeah, that's not happening. So he went into that match knowing, all right, this is it. So let's let it all happen. And it's a it's a forty minute match, but it was a damn good match. There was some running in there. Obviously, there was some running the night before. Um, it kind of led to Evil's win, but that doesn't take away from what happened during the match. And that match was a pretty damn good match. Um, I I I think Naito has been at the top of his game for the last year and a half. And even though he's not champion no more, uh, I think it, Evil it, – I've been talking for about a year now about Evil getting a push. He started to get one last year during the New Japan Cup and then do G1 Climax. And then, you know, throughout the, the fall, he kind of started getting that push again and he got that title shot. Um, but, no, I think that he's going to do – I don't know. I don't know if he's going to have the titles very long because as he's running out um, – Takahashi, like Takahashi comes out to basically after after the match and, and he beat Naito, um, they just kind of went after him. And then Ta- uh, Takahashi challenges him for the title and says, I don't care if it's both titles. I don't care if it's one title. Uh, I I want like, – we're facing, we're fighting. We're, we're just going to happen. If I'm double champion and a motherfucker says, I don't care which title, I just want a title shot, you're always getting the Intercontinental Championship. So right. I'm never defending the world title. And when I do defend it, I'm going to fight you for like five minutes and then I'm running and getting counted out. Like I'm never losing the title. If I'm the world champ, I always thought about that as a kid. Like, why would you stand in the ring and fight somebody? If you don't think you can beat them, just like get counted out every time, get disqualified. Like that would, people would hate me as a wrestler. Cause I'd be like eye gouging and kicking people in the balls and hitting them with a chair. 
running through the crowd. I they'd mean, that's how you a, beat Okada. They'd have to put a special <laughs> stipulation in my match. Like, if you get counted out or DQ'd, you lose the title, <laughs> which is bullshit because I have the champion's advantage. Anyway, that's me buying into wrestling again. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, <laughs> if you're not, then what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. We're kind of burying the lead, but who wins the Santana Garrett Wrestler of the Week award this week, Marty? I mean, he beat Okada. He turned on Bullet Club, won New Japan Cup, and is now IWGP World Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champion. Evil. He's the he's the wrestler of the week. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Who would have saw that coming? Seriously, like once Okada beat Takahashi. Everybody's like, Okada's winning. Yes, like it was it's like it lined up, you know. And, and here's the thing. I guarantee you right now, if the if the Olympics was still happening this summer, Okada would have won would have won this weekend. But we've talked I think we've talked about this before. Okada's kind of like the Roman Reigns of New Japan. Like he's always there towards the main event, and in order to put people over to get them to the next step, they beat him. But every time he's in the main event, you think he's gonna win. Like right. when he loses, it's shocking. Well, and the only reason why I say like if the if the Olympics are still happening because he was supposed to be the final torchbearer yeah. for Japan. Well, so I mean, I if mean, somebody was bearing the torch for WWE in the Olympics, who the fuck do you think it would be? Like, I mean, thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> that was good sarcasm there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, Eddie, wrestling uh, of the week is evil. So, and to also go with that, we got new tag team champions in New Japan also. I didn't know this. Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi are the Golden Ace, no longer tag team champions. And your boy, your boy, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi are now champions. Dangerous Techers. Like, what the fuck kind of, like, what the, what? That's their name. Dangerous Techers. Tech like computers? No, tech like the video game. Tekken. Like Tekken? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the, I, that's like the off-brand like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Maybe they were like, I thought maybe they meant like no, it's uh, it's T E double K E R. Yeah, but I when I first heard it, I thought maybe they meant like the Geek Squad comes to the ring and beats your ass from Best Buy. I mean, it's Zack Sabre Junior. So you probably yeah, come out to follow. That's what that's what I thought. Yeah, he's he's gonna start coming out with a polo and some slacks and a fucking pocket protector and a phone case on his hip. I got a problem with you, Zach Saber Jr. Well, did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? (laughs) Oh man, on that lame joke, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back during our last segment, talk a little bit more, and then get the hell out of here on Boot to the Face episode ninety five. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Boot to the Face, episode 95, where we're talking about New Japan and the double champion, a new U.S. champion, a new double champion in NXT. And we go from all that to talking about Enzo Amari. What a shitty transition. Why is this even in the notes, Marty? What was so important about Enzo that you thought we had to talk about this? Well, if you look at the at like the rumor mill and like the news portion and the topics, it's mostly just a bunch of bullshit. Just shit that pissed me off. Taz, Enzo, Vince. It's like basically everything that's shit on those shit on, on the good name of wrestling. 
Um, apparently Enzo's returning I, I, to wrestling independently for the first time in his career. I don't know. Not that anyone wants to see his dumbass, but he he's going to be touring the independent circuit with the Cruiserweight title. What do you do? Buy a replica? Well, I'm sure he still has his title. Why would WWE be like, give us our belt back or we'll sue you? Well, no, don't they? They, they give everybody their ch- a championship title. Do they? they have the, yeah, why wouldn't they? Look at all the champions. They all have their championship title. Yeah, they probably buy them. Really? Do you think so? I honestly feel like they like, think of it this way. Like, when you're an employee a month, you know, you may get a plaque. You know, um, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I just did like a, a head goal, for like a, a monthly sales goal that we don't get. I got a plaque coming in the mail now. It's fantastic. Um, anyways, I feel like when they when they when they win the championship, they there's one a rotating belt that goes from champion to champion that's on TV. But I feel like they give them like a commemorative, like, hey, this is your championship belt. You put a you know on your wall, like the same with boxing. That belt changes hand, but every boxer has a has their has their belt with their name on it at home as well. I, I mean, you if you look at Delahoya's right. office, they have fucking Delahoya has all his titles up there. Same with like Austin and The Rock, they have their you should see things with them, and they have their belts up in their rooms out as well. Right, and I've seen all that, and you could be right, but I just assume they paid for. It. I remember the story of like in the NWA when you won the title, you had to get a twenty five hundred dollar deposit because that's how much the belt costs. And I remember when Ric Flair left with the belt, there was like a big lawsuit and shit like that because he didn't give the belt back. Well, he took it to WWF TV. Same with, you know, with, you know, Elijah Blades. I'm sure she got a belt too, but then she took, she also took the actual belt from WWE. You know what I mean? Dude, but I think trash. I, 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 I don't see why they wouldn't put a deposit on it for the one they rotate on, in and out, but I would still say that they would give a commemorative, like, hey, you won championship. Here's your title. I have a question for you. Okay. You just reminded me of something with Alondra Blaze. What she did on Monday Night Raw, Monday Nitro, throwing the belt in the trash. How do you feel about your boy Jericho going live on Facebook and giving away spoilers to NXT? I didn't even notice to see that. I heard about it the other day. I didn't know it happened either, but I've heard multiple people talking about it that he gave away spoilers to the NXT Championship match. What did he Facebook. say? He basically told them who he told you who won. He gave How away spoilers that Keith Lee won. Because it was pre-recorded. Know? It was pre-recorded, oh. and he knew about it some kind of way, and he went live on Facebook. That's 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 what I heard. Now I don't know that for a fact, so if that's not true, then I apologize. But I've heard on multiple podcasts, and I've seen a couple people talking about Jericho being on Facebook Live spoiling the NXT main event, and they still lost. I want to see. I would like to see the context of that. To see you literally it. work with Tony Schiavone, who could tell you. That that shit does not work when you do that, and you did it anyway. Well, yeah, but I want I want to see the context of if that was like legit him. What context like, do you need? No, no, no. Says, hey, guess who's going to win the NXT main event? No, that, 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 is that exactly what he said? That's what I'm saying. So, like, did he actually come out and say this is who's winning? Go watch or go tune out, or did he say this is who I? This is what's going to happen. This is what I, my opinion. Because and then some, you know, Mark hears it, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is Jericho shit and telling us what's going on. I was like, well, no, he gave his opinion and he turned it around. So I'm just curious. But if he does give the spoilers, and then he's a, that's fucking stupid. And he keeps, I, I've seen a few different things, and he just keeps going on with these ratings. Like, dude, you're bigger than that. You're better than that. Like, why are you having, you know what? Like, he's in the level of like you're a general now, not a fucking infantryman. Like, stand back and just shut the fuck up. Hmm. Uh, 
I'm trying to do some intel real quick, and I bought up Chris Jericho spoils NXT announcement. That was from 2019. Let's see. NXT American Bash spoiler. Chris Jericho spoils NXT move. Huh, I can't find it during Google. So I'll check the Twitter machine in a little while. But let's get back to what we were talking about. And if I find something on that, we will. Uh, There's rumors of Evolution 2 happening, finally. It kind of sucks that the biggest name in wrestling is pregnant right now and won't be there for it, or that this won't be in front of fans. Because, again, we've talked about this multiple times. A lot of people have. 2018's best pay-per-view was Evolution. And it was it was good top to bottom. Like, the women kicked ass that night. Um, You got in here, do they sign Tessa Blanchard for Evolution 2? If Charlotte's not back and Becky's not there and Ronda's not there, you do kind of need another name. I mean, you got Sasha and Bailey, you got Oscar, you got EO, you got all these people, but you want a splash for something like that. This would be a splash, whether she's a piece of shit or not. She is a really good wrestler. A lot of WWE fans probably have no clue about any of her other transgressions because a lot of WWE people don't watch <laughs> stuff outside of WWE. So, in theory, they could pull this off. People like us probably wouldn't like it. But if they were to, the match quality itself, I wouldn't be mad at. Like, I'd love to see her and Sasha. Yeah, I think the, I think whoever should be, they put her in the ring with would be a good match. Um, I just saw that, and I'm like, oh, I mean, if they're doing Evolution 2, and they're in the rumors that have this stuff going on, um, they're always going to keep her signing you know, as much of a secret as possible. They don't want to spoil that. Um, I think that's a name, despite what you may, what people may think of her or what the situation is. Uh, if they sign her, that is a big signing, and that's something I feel like you you show on air um, rather than on TV or um, in in print. And I think if she comes back, that's a that's a big like heel pop she'll get because um, I think the obviously those who are in or like a lot of the people that are WWE only won't really know what's going on or who she is or where she's from. Um, but everyone else is going to. So I think them signing Tessa would be big for Evolution too. Uh, she was, I mean, she was there. She was part of the May Young Classic, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, the original one. She has some experience, and she has her name been out there in WWE before. Um, given you know everything that's gone on, probably not the smartest thing for them to do, but it would be a name to sign to get some some clout. Or something, some some hype around this card since, yeah, you know, Charlotte's out, Becky's gone, Ronda hasn't come back yet. Um, they do definitely need somebody with a big name that can bring eyes to the product. All right, so getting back to the Jericho thing, I don't have an official link to it, but I just searched in Jericho spoiler, and it's everywhere. Like everybody talks about how he did. So here's the thing: we talked, or I talked about how. Tony Schiavone did this against WWF and how it backfired. Adam Cole versus Keith Lee had 992,000 viewers for that match. Jericho versus Orange Cassidy had 675,000. You think it had anything to do with the spoiler and people wanting to see a title change? Um, No. I think it had to do with people wanting to see a title change. I don't think it had to do with the spoiler, though. I think that even without the spoiler that that segment would have pulled more audience than AEW just because it was Cole and um, Keith Lee and for a title compared to 
you know, yeah, you got Jericho and there's some, you know, people like Cassidy, but that doesn't bring the same clout or level of magnitude that Keith Lee and Adam Cole have for a dual championship to win or take all. That's true. Um, and I don't really give a shit about ratings and stuff like that, but that that number is huge. Yeah, like absolutely. all almost a million viewers for that main event. That I don't know what Sasha and Io did. I don't know what Becky and Ripley did when she came there, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the biggest numbers they got for a segment and a match since this whole quote unquote war started. But I don't know, man. It's just like I I got people talking shit to me last week when I was saying how Jericho was being a baby about the ratings and then this week he posts a spoiler like come on man you know what i mean like why why are we doing this let the fans talk shit to each other and you just go out and wrestle i don't true know. that true I, I don't know man that. it it like i said you saw tony Schiavone do this with the rock and mankind and that was the first time wcw lost the ratings war in 83 weeks like, why would you? Maybe Jericho's a double agent. He's Vince sent him in. I, th- I said that a long time ago. Vince sent him in. <laughs> to sabotage the double agent. He sent his ass in to fucking sabotage the, the company. He's <laughs> like, you know what's going to get us to win this week? If I tell everybody Keith Lee's going to be a double champion, clearly they're not going to want to see that. Who the hell wants to bask in his glory? Turns out fucking almost a million people did. <laughs> uh your boy Taz came out with Brian Cage this week. Why Brian Cage didn't have a shirt on? You got on blue jeans and no shirt. Like you were just coming out and you were like, you know what? It's hot as fuck in here. Let me take my shirt. I mean, granted, I mean, granted like, if I Brock, look like that. Brock walks out with like, cut off sleeves. I mean shit. <laughs> now, don't look, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I look like that, we've talked about this before. Like I'd never wear a shirt. Ever. I would have to get a tattoo that says I fight kids because I wouldn't be able to wear a t-shirt <laughs> across uh, my chest. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. I but that we bring that up. Like, him coming out without a shirt on is better than fucking Shivani and JR walking them fucking Hawaiian button-ups. Like, what the fuck, dude? Or no what pants man? Randy Orton. Randy Orton oh. always comes out with a shirt on and no pants. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking no Donald Duck and that shit. Yeah. Uh, he brings back the FTW title and presents it to Brian Cage, who'll be defending it versus Brian Pillman Jr. on AEW Dark this week. Also, Brian Pillman Jr. now a part of AEW, I believe, and this will be his second match with the company. So congrats to him. Uh, what do you think about this title and Brian Cage as the champion, even though he's getting a world title shot this coming week? The whole thing's stupid as shit. Like, one, the title being there is dumb. Brian Cage getting a title is even dumber. Um, and it's this is this is my thoughts on it. We get Taz who's talking shit about WWE week in, week out, uh, how it's a messy this and how they don't do shit right and they do this and they don't do that. Uh, and then we, we, how they always copy this and this and that. And Well, MVP released the title because he beat Apollo Crews. And I'm going to release a title because I'm going to be having this title when I beat Apollo Crews. So the week after, we get Taz opening up a title, presenting a title on TV because, hey, you're going to have a title when you go in to beat the champion. Is that not the same shit? Like, it's the same thing. 
except the difference is the U.S. is a real championship title, and the FTDF child is, um, hey, I can't win nothing, so I'm going to have my participation trophy with me and what, bring it in with me. What Brian Pillman wins, though? <laughs> Brian Pillman rolls him up and takes the title from him. That's not recognized. But how do you defend the title that's not recognized by AEW? What the fuck are we doing here? Well, no. Apparently, according to Taz, it's the first organization that's ever going to have any recognition of I the. You F- said it's never been recognized by anybody, until now, but until now, I thought. I thought that we no, said. I thought his little speech was nobody recognizes it, but the guy that holds it is you know a bad son of a bitch, the baddest son of a bitch. Blah blah. Oh, blah. you mean like the badass motherfucker championship belt that The Rock presented? Oh, give me that title. Give me that title instead. Well, technically, the FTW Championship is way older than that one. It is, but the, the F- first incarnation of the FTW Championship was probably one of the best things that ever came out of ECW. I don't give ECW a lot of credit for stuff, Combat but I did. I did Combat. like Taz's run as the FTW Champion because every, like Taz was a badass in ECW. Like that some bitch would drop you on your head, and I kind of it kind of sucks that he got to WWF and didn't. So I'm going to say over as well. I think Taz on commentary is money. Isn't he? I think Taz's commentator is trash. I'm not careful. As, as talent, is trash. I've never been a fan of Taz. Um, ECW, his whole heartbeat coming out, fucking cow over his head. I fucking want people to just knock the shit out of little punk ass. Taz beat your motherfucking ass back in the day. Like a little fucking chihuahua. Just going to punt the shit out of little some bitch. Shut the fuck up. I can't. I've never liked Taz. He annoys the hell out of me. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, let's quit talking about Taz and get to somebody that you do like. Jr. calls out people for using the knee slap and the thigh slap. Welcome to the party, Jr. We've been talking about this for weeks, and even a certain goat in the women's division, Mickey James, has been talking about this. And Randy Orton called out. Tommaso Ciampa, well, he didn't call out Ciampa. He called out NXT for it during their pay-per-view, and Ciampa went to talking back about it, too. So apparently the older generation, not the older, the more experienced generation, I want to be careful with what I say. The more experienced generation is getting a little annoyed at all the thigh slapping going on. What do you think, Mark? I don't really give a shit. Like, whatever. Just sell the move. Somebody slaps your thigh and kicks you in the face, sell it. That's what it is right there. Um, now, I think what it comes down to is like, to me, it's whatever. You know, you get, do your move, do what you got to do, make it, make it, you know, come off however you want to. But my, my thing on it is like, one, JR is always talking out his ass and he's finally got something that has less, some like, vo- like volume behind it. Like, all right, dude, now you're going to talk about something that you should be talking about rather than the bullshit you do talk about. Um, but I think what it comes down to is like, when that shit happens, I think it, it has to come down to more like, Put some more moves. Like there's like I think there's more just like chin kicks and stuff like that and super kicks. I think those need to calm down. Not so much a thigh slap. How about the moves in general that that required it as much? Those need to stop. It's like this AEW does it all the time. WWE does it all the time. It's like everybody has a has a chin kick or a super kick, and um, I think those get overplayed. And I think that's why it becomes so noticeable with the thigh slap and all that. Um, that that's where it gets gets annoying. But other than that, I really don't give a shit. I thought it was just interesting that Jr. had a take on it. Um, out of nowhere, like it just when can't Jr. Rant. not being like sexist and 
stuff like that on commentary. He's actually really good at calling out like, hey, they're cheating. Why is the referee not doing this? Hey, that doesn't make any sense why you would get up and run. Why are those guys standing there waiting on him? Like he he does call out stuff, I guess, to protect his own credibility. Like, how can I sit here and call this when y'all are being stupid as shit in the ring? So I do appreciate that. But he does say some shit. It's like, shut the fuck up, James. I'm taking a girl out behind the fucking shed. The fuck you say? WWE Battleground goes on pre-sale. Are you going to get it, Marty? Am I? I already ordered that. Shit. I ordered that shit. They came out, man. So you got the Edge uh, upgrade or whatever it's called. I got the Edge upgrade. I got Steve Austin. I got the Attitude Era Rock. I got Ronda Rousey, and because I got the digital deluxe edition. So with the deluxe, you get the Attitude Rock. You get the Edge for pre-order. You get the Austin. You get Ronda, and then with the with the deluxe version, you also get three versions of every of every character on it. Um, Is Sting yeah. on there? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you know what? I think I felt like I, I thought I saw his name on there. Um, what can you, what what system are you playing on? Uh, Xbox. Can I play you if I'm on PlayStation? I believe it's supposed to be cross platform. Okay, then I'll get it if I can play. Because I think with this game, uh, I believe like when the new system rolls out, I believe you get a free, you get the free upgrade to it as well. We should. We should buy this and get like a tournament going on when this comes out, like a boot to the face WWE Battleground Championship tournament and live stream it on YouTube. Somebody will steal that idea because I just said it out loud. So you know who you are. You'll steal it, but it'll still be better when we do it. Apparently, there's 70, 70 legends and superstar. Oh, here's legends right here. Um, doesn't say whether he's on it or not, but yeah. So right now it's only showing me twenty six people, um, but there's supposed to be seventy people on. It. So I'm I'm guessing that Sting will probably end up being a uh, like a legend you can unlock. But he's not under contract anymore. No, but the the character though with WCW as a legend is still there. Well, then how come I couldn't get my Sting Elite that was supposed to come out a couple weeks ago? Well, that's because. They didn't want to give him any because if he, the rumors were he'd go to AEW, they weren't going to put anything out there with him. There's a reason why you don't see Jericho shit popping up anymore. Sasha Banks was supposed to have an elite figure come out, a ringside exclusive for Elite Series 74, and it got pushed back to Elite Series 83, and I'm not happy about it. But is it going to have blue hair this time? Probably does why they have, pushed it does back. Does she have an elite? She doesn't have yeah, one. Yeah, she's got there. a couple of them. I have them. Oh, that's right. She has, yeah, that's right. She's got the. I like the WrestleMania one where she's got the Eddie Guerrero outfit on with the pants and stuff like that. That's a really yeah, good that's one. one I was picturing right now. Um, I, got, I got some some figures this week. Picked up my man. Finally found my Manly Rose, man. I wish you would have told me you were looking for that. Like I see them all the time. I think I've sent you pictures of me like getting them. If you would have told me, I just would have got it for you and sent it to you. Finally found my Manny Rose. My John Cena Ghostbuster came in. Um. I got a Billy Kay to go with the Peyton Royce. Uh, I got another figure in there too. But then I got, I got a some. Um, I found I came across the He Man Masters of the Universe figures finally today, and I got the Roman Reigns and a John Cena. So that was a cool to get grabs those finally. Um, but yeah, anyways, I digress. Speaking of the Iconics, did you see Pete Opus's post he did? Uh, he took like some figure photography of the Iconics standing there and a little red headed announcer and said it was him. Or fucking Riddler behind him. Yeah, that was so good. 
I would I, I I almost took that picture and photoshopped his face on it. That was that was good. Uh Pete's really entertaining, man. Y'all gotta follow. He claims he's not. Every time we invite him on or something, he's like, nobody wants to hear me. Pete's entertaining as hell. He's fucking hilarious. He's got oh. a good mind for promoting stuff too. He should be in marketing. Uh Fight for the Fallen is this week, Marty. What are we looking forward to for that? Uh looking for a, to a full card right there. Uh we got I watched it right now, we got four matches. We have Mox versus Cage for the AEW Championship. Moxley will be there. As of right now, the update on that is that uh, Renee Young no longer has COVID, and they both tested negative this week twice. So he should be there now. Um, he went to wearing that ass out as he got that negative. <laughs> Anyways, AEW <laughs> World Champion. Moxley versus Cage. We got Cody Versus Sonny Kiss for the AEW TNT Championship. I mean, I didn't. Sonny Kiss hasn't had a fucking single match in like a year, and they're getting a, a running around getting into fights at gas stations with Joey Janela. I mean, he did get involved this week against uh, with Lance Archer before Janela got his ass beat, and then FTR versus Lucha Brothers. Oh, well, that's a very good dichotomy of styles clashing right there. Like that'll be. Because FTR see- used to talk shit about the Lucha Brothers tag team matches, about how they don't obey the rules and shit like that. Oh. That you know what? I'm telling you, man. Ever since FTR started going at CM Punk, like I'm starting to, I'm starting to fuck the revival. That ain't shit. That ain't ever gonna happen for me, no matter what. Come on. And man. then we got, the, we got the elite Kenny Omega and the Jacksons versus Jurassic Express and the Six Man Tag Team. Um, that's what we got right now. Um, just to run through them real quick, my side, I got Moxley, Cody, um, FTR, and the Elite. I got the same. So when Moxley wins, is he Moxley two belts? I mean, he's always been Moxley two belts. Well, oh, that's right. Shit. He should. Oh, New Moxley Japan's three back. belts. Moxley three yeah. belts. Now that New Moxley Japan's back, why didn't he bring the belt out with him? Oh, man, AEW and New Japan need to work together so bad. That would be so good to see some of that stuff, especially with a lot of them going over to New Japan and working during it. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Just bring the belt out on TV. Let it, oh. Could you imagine the one night Moxley comes out with the belt from New Japan and then some like fucking evil shows up? Like, hey. That's, so, man. that's our belt. I already said he's going to show up to different championship, uh, different organizations. I and mean, the motherfucker ain't got a title right now. So he might as well go somewhere to bring a title somebody back. Somebody from New Japan showed up and was like, hey, what are you doing with our belt on TV? Like, I want to challenge you right now and, and Jay beat White, Moxley. Jay White ain't been on TV. Jay White ain't beating Moxley. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, those are the people that aren't in Japan right now. Oh, uh, Lions, Lions, Dan, Lions Collision, whatever it's called. That started last week, too. So the last fr- uh, Friday nights. Uh, I know seven o'clock here, so probably like nine o'clock or I'm sorry, ten o'clock your time. Um, New Japan's weekly show. It's uh, two weeks in now, and it's on Friday nights. What channel? On uh, New Japan. New Japan World. Yep, New Japan World. But I don't it's have at least, New Japan World. It's, I know, but you got ways to get it. Um, anyways, it's live though, and every week compared to other places like Ring of Honor's new announcement is that they still don't have any live TV. How's New any- Japan got so many fans in the crowd? I, they, they've already, I told you, they announced how they're going to be doing this shit. This it didn't look like everybody was social distancing, though, unless I just didn't see. I was watching on my phone what happened. So maybe I mean, my phone was screaming. It wasn't, small. Attack, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a typical event. It, was, it right. was 
No, there wasn't there as many still people, people there. there, though. Oh, no, but I'm sure the people that were up close were probably testing it. They, they're, they're testing everybody when they're coming in. They already said they're going to be testing people coming in. How do you test somebody coming in, though? Like, the test isn't well, I mean, instant. They're doing, like, they're doing, like, temperatures and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Uh, there's also stuff going on on Monday Night Raw. There's a tag team match, Sasha and Bailey versus Asuka and Kyrie Sane. We talked about Kyrie Sane last week. This is rumored maybe to be her last match in WWE. We actually talked about it last week, and then she shows up. So you got that match going on. You got uh, some other shit going on. I can't. Match, I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. New Day and Cesaro and Cesaro and I was about to say Sheamus. Nakamura wrestled this past week, but can, all right. Before we get out of here, I just want to say. Cesaro is exactly where he's supposed to be. Everybody wants him to be the world champion. Cesaro is placed perfectly right now. It's just like a badass mid card slash tag team guy. Yeah, I'm out of screen with that. I love Cesaro. I want him to get in like an IC title reign at one point. Um, he had the one U.S. championship title, uh, but he's been he's been a, ta- a like dominant tag team champion for a long time. Uh, and I think I, I want him to see with the IC championship. I think he deserves that at least uh, at some point. And with that, this has been Boot to the Face, episode 95. We are speeding towards the close. Marty's got to go to work, and I got to go to the bathroom. We'll be here next week. Boot to the Face, episode 96. Chris Ruffin, Marty Baskin. Peace. Later.